This is the Dave Glover Show with Dave, Rachel, and Kevin. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring Outlet, the flooring experts. I got floor.com. Good afternoon, St. Louis. DG on KMOX. Happy Wednesday to you. Uh, Amy's back. Where hey. the hell were you? I was in town. I oh, was in town. Really? I know. I was. But uh, yesterday was Mason Jar's birthday. Hey, happy so birthday. we had that. Mr. And, Jar. Yep. And so a couple days of vacation to use. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's yeah. good, though, to get uh, Christmas stuff done. Just kind of catch up on everything that you realize isn't getting done on a daily basis. Yeah. So it was good. I have uh, promised myself I'm going to do things differently this year. Uh, I love Christmas, love the holiday, love everything about it. But I, first of all, Rach knows this, uh, I'm the world's worst gift getter. (laughs) Uh, I think I'm the easiest guy in the world to buy for, and no one in my life thinks that. Everyone thinks (laughs) I'm the most difficult guy to Uh, buy for. I I think I'm easy. Uh, But even when I get something that I like, it's just a thing. It's just in my head now. And I react as if I don't like it. I, I just, I have like resting gift face. And so. <laughs> I'm going to steal that. That's so real. <laughs> and everyone's just like, I knew you wouldn't like it. And I'm like, this is just what I do. I'm sorry. Uh, and then I, I always do this. I go to the Galleria. And I just throw crap in a bag, yeah. right? And I don't want to do that. Like, oh, I, I bet everyone in my life would like a, a butter robe from Ugg, and I just, like, throw eight of them in there. You know, I just, it's so stupid. It's, it's I hate to sound like a Rankin-Bass uh, 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 Christmas show, but it's just so commercial. It's just like, okay, I need to spend $1,000 on everyone so that it's Christmas. No, that's dumb. That's silly. Can I just say I would be afraid to buy a gift for you, to buy gifts for you. Really? Yes, because you're you're passionate, like you're 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 passionate about liking things or not liking things. And while you like all these different random things, they are random, so I can't really pinpoint why you like them or dislike <laughs> them. So I would be nervous. I would well, that's be the most nervous. rational reason. Just get in Bigfoot stuff. Bigfoot, yeah. It's also difficult because you buy so much stuff for yourself, like that you doesn't sound good. No, 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 no. <laughs> Let me backtrack a little bit here. Please but do. you always hear people be like, oh, well, what would you like for your birthday or what would you like for Christmas? And they're like, oh, if I want something, I just buy yeah. it. And like, it, I feel like you do that too. Like, I you, think that's an age thing, Dave. Well, I don't like want us, much. like like you and me, yeah. like, and, and like my, when I was about Rachel's age, my dad would do the same thing. My dad was like at that time, 52, three, whatever. Uh, and it was that same dynamic. Like, how do you buy for. Yeah. The guy that has most of the stuff he wants, yeah, so you yeah. know, I mean, like you know, well, when he's, you're not extravagant. It's like my dad; it's he's not extravagant. He buys whatever he needs. It's not like he's going to say, "Man, I could really use a new rake and shovel." I'm going to put it on my Christmas list. Mm-hmm. He yeah. just he buys the rake and the shovel, and that's really what he wants and needs. But he'll just get it. I don't think anyone needs a rake and a shovel. <laughs> <laughs> you need one or the other. That, would be yeah. oh that, is, a, yeah. that is a gift idea for I Dave. Mean, I don't know exactly how rich you guys are, but, uh, but I'm, I'm making do with just a shovel. I think you made the right choice, though, between those two. Yeah. Because yeah. it clearly worked for the leaves, yeah. but yes. I don't think the rake's going to work for the snow. <laughs> right. So right. I think you picked the right one. Thank you. It would be great, though. My neighbors would be... Raking the snow? Yes, my neighbors would be like, oh, my God, look. This guy doesn't know how to do anything. He doesn't know how to do anything. Equipment or tools. Oh, man. 
like for the for for like normal bigger stuff, I, I get the same thing. Everybody's like, "What do you want?" I'm like, "I don't know." They're like, "Just find some stuff." So I pick out like the most random childish stuff, and in that way, I'm somewhat easy because I'm a child. So you know, if you yeah. pick, if you were to buy me a toy like a, like a Matchbox car, yeah. I'd be like. All right, let's yeah. go. I'm race it down the driveway. Um, I did something I'm kind of proud of today. I thought it was kind of smart. So I had to go into my doctor and get a blood draw. And I have, I don't know, dozen or so tattoos, uh, which aren't fun, but I just hate getting my blood drawn or shots. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but to me it does. And the last tattoo I got, uh, I bought a little tube of this uh, stuff called Painless Tattoo. And some tattoo artists hate it. Some are fine with it. But, like, you know, I, I wanted to see what effect it had. Um, and so I had to go to get my blood uh, drawn today. And so I knew I was going with Lucky Lefty, right? And so I just put it right where they're going to do it and didn't say anything just in case they'd have been like, oh, no, no, you can't use that because it's going to, you know. Contaminate. Yeah. I didn't feel a thing. Hmm. I didn't feel a thing. Nothing. It was fantastic. And then I had to double up. Because I had to go out to Dr. Maupin's office because I don't get my pellets until next week. So they are giving me a testosterone shot, just like a little gap thing. And uh, so I, it's going, it was going to be in one of my butts, uh, but I wasn't <laughs> you sure. You two butts? I did. <laughs> and uh, so I was going to just take it and, and put a spot on there and hope she hit it. Uh, and then when I went in with, with Carolyn, my nurse who does it, I told her because she like knows the show and stuff and she was just. Making so much fun of me, so, but I didn't. I was I was a big boy. Did, you point, did you point and you're like right here? No, I, now I now I know I could do that. Yeah. This butt, because she goes, which, she goes, she's like, which butt you wanted in? I'm like, pick your favorite. Pick a butt that's speaking to you. And then and then so. I I had to fast from eight o'clock last night, oh, which is that. like I was like acting like I was one of those yeah. Thai kids stuck in the cave or something, <laughs> and uh, so I took hot coffee in a thermos, a soda. And I made a breakfast sandwich and wrapped it up in tinfoil. And so uh, when I got my blood taken and I sat up and uh, uh, the nurse there at Dr. Stein's office is like, uh, you good? You okay? You need a minute or some like a cookie or anything? I'm like, oh, no, I have coffee, a soda and a breakfast sandwich in the Jeep. (laughs) And again, being me, like one of the greatest things about being me. Is if you know who I am, if you know me, if you're ready for, I use a shovel to rake <laughs> leaves. They just think it's funny. They yeah. just think it's quirky. They're like, that's really smart. That's yeah. great. You have a whole buffet sitting in your Jeep waiting for you. Mm-hmm. And it was delightful when I got that's out there. Pretty fantastic. Yes, yeah, pretty nice. That was well planned, Dave. Thank you. I felt pretty good about it. You ever, any of you ever had that moment where you're there and the doctor's like, you all right? And you're like, yep. And you start to get up and you're like, oh, nope, not not okay. <laughs> I have not. <laughs> oh, my, I did. My, my poor little Phoebe, she has whatever that is called, that condition. Basal vagal. There you go. I've you got, got it too? Vagal vagal. so bad. Yes. Basal vagal. You it's poor the worst. things. She, she can be lying flat. Yep. And they take the blood or the shot or whatever it is. You good? You good? Yep, I'm good. Set up. Out. Oh, it wasn't the blood thing. It was for me. It was something else. And and you're uh, when you're. I think I was coming out of some form of anesthesia. And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And I got about halfway to the waiting room as they were walking me out, and I was starting to wobble. And oh, I heard no. them all go, "Oh no!" <laughs> and like three people grabbed me and sat me in a chair. Like you're actually not okay. I'm like, I thought I was. Um. I have a breaking news story. Oh. I offered this to Beth, 
and she didn't want it. Uh, but last night we had our Christmas party, and as a part of it, they announced that they were having this these uh, awards called the Odyssey Awards. Mm-hmm. And in uh, January, we're having like a award ceremony at the MAC, and it's a big deal. And there were seven awards, four finalists for each. Yeah. And so I'm mean, just adding up how many people are there. I'm like, well, I got to be. I got to be up for like three or four of them. And, uh, and uh, my name was not called at all, which I'm fine with. Uh, I'm fine. It's not like I'm important around here or anything. I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, really, it's okay. I already have two Murrows. I'm, I'm fine. Uh, but uh, it, it's rigged. I hate to be yeah. I hate to be Donald Trump, but the Odyssey Awards are fixed. They're rigged. You want to know how I know? How there is a an award for positivity. Oh. Yeah. Guess who's a finalist? Do you know this, Amy? Ranji, Chris Ranji is a finalist that, for positivity. That cannot. It's real. He's on a show with Amy and Rachel. Dave, I almost thought I I thought I got myself in trouble because when it was on, I went. We both screamed. I know. I went. Bah! Yeah, I know. Our boss, our our boss, Becky's up there, and she's like, "Okay, and now for positivity, these people just go the extra mile, and they always have sunshine in their heart." And she named three people. I don't know. And then she's like, "And Chris Ranji." And I swear to God, Wheeler and I went. I think that was. I think the noise I made was. Ah! It was hilarious. Is this like how awards are in like Russia? Like where you know where Putin has he's manipulated like oh Vladimir Putin won again best muscles award. It was it was a best, moment. Best muscles riding a bear. Vladimir I, Putin. I stopped listening no. after that award. Chris Ranji is literally the face of. Sadness and curmudgeonness. I wouldn't go. Yeah. Yes, I would go with that. The curmudgeonly thing. Like he's a crab. No, we love him for that. <laughs> I will yeah. say though, he is quite the social butterfly. He does. He talks to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. That's no, probably no, how he got no, that this award. Is why, this is why this is a mistake. <laughs> These are unqualified people. Do you know why he talks to everybody? He wants attention yeah. for himself. Yes. He has to be the center of attention. He has to be loved by everyone. And the only person he hasn't completely won over is Megan Lynch. Because she'll he'll talk to her and she kind of she just is a shoots a straight shooter yeah. and she doesn't mess around and she looks at him like I'm not buying it and yeah. it drives him nuts. <laughs> if you want to see Ranji off his game, watch him try to charm Megan Lynch. Mm. Doesn't work. Man, this guy I'm so mad right now. I can't believe you didn't know this. <laughs> Thank you, Wayne. I almost texted you last night, but I thought he'd want to. It tell was the you. best part of the night. I did not know this. Yeah, I did. I did text Andrew because he missed the party as well, and I was like, "Yeah." And Chris got a, is getting an award for positivity, and he just texted me back in all caps, "Ronji." It's because he wants attention. It's not because he's well, positive. He's gonna be on the campaign trail yeah. because we all vote. Oh, I'm voting for oh, Ronji. I'm voting for him too. Hundred percent smear campaign. <laughs> Just black and white. Yeah, we'll do a write-in. Yeah, who should we write in instead of Ronge? Uh, oh my gosh! Anybody? <laughs> this is unbelievable. This is actually I'm upset. It's it's funny. <laughs> so my my getting a gift face yeah. is a very pensive face. Yeah. I don't know to do what to do with my hands face. I'm so upset. And it's the same one I had last night during the awards rollout. Swear yeah. to God, I'm, I'm just being real honest. Yeah. So. I never get these things. And it's okay. It's okay. I, I, and I mean it this time. It's okay. Yeah. Like, I, I'm i fine. Uh, so I'm not going to get these kind of recognitions. However, 
I'm listening. And so when they're like, and now the next award is for Mr. Big Man on campus or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, uh, okay, okay, this has got to be the one. And so I'm <laughs> listening to it and I'm eating a dried out chicken nugget and there go the four names and I'm not in it. And I'm like this, <laughs> good for you. Hey, Betty, good for Betty. I'm just, I just, I don't know what to do. No, it's but so, when Ranji's name yeah. come up, then I'm like, okay. I would, I, it would have been worth going just to boo that. <laughs> well, you have time. Yeah. The award ceremony is not till January. Amy, right. you should cut ads like little liners to play you, coming into rejoin. Right, I'll be standing there. Find out, and you should buy ads and run them on the other stations. <laughs> But I'm also going to do television ads. I will stand next to my tractor. I'm like, Chris Ranji is from Chicago. <laughs> right. Is that paid for by the Mark Scores Foundation? Yeah. <laughs> the Mark Scores Foundation for real positivity. <laughs> Ackerman just texted. He's in charge of the whole thing. Ackerman is. What? Yeah. He's the MC yeah, he's the, the Rudy Giuliani. He should win the positivity award. Yeah, he should. He's yes. a nice. He's the, he just works all the time. He's always. No, he's smiling. got his angle. Ackerman's got his angle. I'm not buying the Tom Ackerman thing. I, I don't know. All I know is I'm upset now. This is wrong. People don't understand why they think he's positive. It's like it's like the snake oil salesman of positivity. That's what Ranji he is. Ranji and Trump, they I, just keep winning. <laughs> they do. I will tell you, though. He does. Uh, Ranji does make people happy walking around the building. I texted, not I texted Wheeler and Ranji last night <laughs> with a with a, so mad. A, a meme, a gif, whatever of SpongeBob making a yeah. rainbow. Yeah, yeah. And Ranji said, "I'm good for the culture." <laughs> That's what they told him. They told him that is. at a dinner. I'm gonna Ranji have. A, I am Ranji's back on that. Culture. I think he is. I was just disturbed to see him without a hat. It was weird. That was weird. Yeah, Yeah, it was very weird. Would it be the same? Like, it would be less shocking if he just showed up with no clothes. It's almost like he knew that he was going to be singled out. I'm telling you, rigged. Rigged. (laughs) Man, this is upsetting. I do get what you're talking about. Somebody called Jenny Thomas. To say the resting gift face is to me probably the just just an incredible moment of catharsis because one of my many fears which will never happen, but is to be nominated for an award and they say your name and then you don't win and it really is okay. You look <laughs> yeah. like it's not okay. And yeah. then they pan to you. Yeah. And I'm like smiling, like, trying to convince people, no, I'm totally fine, but it yeah. looks like I'm going to cry. Total. That's such a fear. Total. Been there. Oh. And then you go over the top like, oh, Wheeler deserved it. Oh, yeah. No, like, no I shouldn't have even been in yeah. this. You shouldn't have been in this. Yeah. You know who does that? Ackerman. <laughs> That's who does it. I, I I don't get to listen to total information AM that much, yeah. but I was driving back from my uh, my faked blood test, and I hear Tommy's voice. I'm like, "Oh, you son of a bitch!" I just, <laughs> rigging elections in Ranji's favor. Oh, I just don't get it. We have Debbie Monterey. We have Tom Ackerman. These people are the spirit and heart of America. And Chris Ranji. Wins the positivity. I'm like so... He didn't win it yet. He's a finalist. Oh my gosh, I'm so upset. Let's find out. But I'm voting Let's for him. Let's find out who he's competing with. Oh yeah, okay. I think, I think Julie was one of them. Julie oh, Tristan, I think. This is upsetting. That was great. Julie's I love made it. out of sugar. I know, I know. She's literally like it's, the nicest, most positive person ever. The other finalists are Eddie, Brad, and Julie Tristan. Yeah, me, I mean, that's a pretty good group. It's, it's almost like Sesame Street. Which one of these is not like the other <laughs> right. ones? I mean, <laughs> I know. Just oh we've had about 18 hours. You're just going to need to take <laughs> yeah, some time. I have no other response to this. 
this. I'm yeah. going to change the whole show tomorrow. It's, it's like me getting this. an award for best bangs or something. <laughs> I don't even. This is so upsetting. Uh, there's so I much, can't believe he didn't text you no, right away. No, I mean, no, he didn't even text me right away. <laughs> All right, so Friday is my last show of the year. Uh, Wheels, Rage, Takeover. Hancock and Kelly will be in the uh, week between the holidays. Uh, Friday is going to be our Operation Food Search show live at the Hardee's out in Mid-Rivers Mall. I mean, with the hours of the show now, you can come out for lunch. Between 1 p.m. and 5 p.m., we'll be out there, and we'll have some celebrity guests. We'll have a lot of fun. And uh, mostly, we will be writing a big check to Operation Food Search. So far, we're sitting at $61,000. We're trying to get to 70. Feeling good about that. I'm secretly hoping for 75. We'll get a a premature total on Friday because the whole thing wraps up Monday, I think the 18th. So, um, so yeah, just come on out. If you can't make it, go to Hardee's one of the uh, days this weekend. You, They should ask you if you'll donate a dollar to Operation Food Search. They'll give you a, the DGS sticker this year. Uh, you can uh, donate more than that. You can round up if you would prefer, which I'm a big fan of the rounding up. And then at the uh, event on Friday, we're going to have about 30 of the brand new DGS shirts, which are really cool. You can go to Facebook and see Rach holding one up. Very simple, very classic. It's my favorite shirt we've ever done. And those will be 30 bucks a piece, which is not like, you know, a hundred or something. Now you can give a hundred. I'll kiss you, but, um, <laughs> I'm going to kiss you if you want it or not. Uh, but we can sign them for you not sign them. You know, it doesn't matter. Whatever you want, we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Am I missing anything? Don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. Bring money. Bring money. <laughs> Yesterday we got our first donation for the shirts from Captain Roger Brand. And that's he, right. he nice. donated over the $30. So really appreciate Oh, that's very that. nice. Yeah. Very nice. That's very cool. Captain mm-hmm. Doctor. Captain Reverend Doctor. Captain, oh, man, that guy mm-hmm. is so Doctor. He's just getting started. Pilot. Captain Reverend Captain Doctor. Reverend Doctor. Not up for an award. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Makes you, but guess who is? Andre. That's right. So a couple days ago, we were talking politics with John Hancock, and uh, a gentleman called in, I think his name was Dave, and he said, hey, uh, you guys talk a lot about Trump, and you bag a lot on Trump, but I don't hear you talk a lot about Joe Biden and why he deserves to be reelected or doesn't deserve to be reelected. And I really, really thought about that uh, since then, and he has a great point, and I was going to talk about that today, why it is. Uh, and my first point was going to be that uh, love or hate him, he's just so much more interesting to talk about than Biden. And then this happened. And so I don't think I have to say a word. Uh, here's why we talk about Trump so much. Now I'm back with my latest series called The 
Mugshot Edition. I wonder where that came from. The Mugshot Edition. 47 all-new stunning cards, and here is the best part. I'm doing two important things for my Trump collectors. For the first time, we're creating a real physical Trump card. Purchase 47 digital cards, and we'll mail you a beautiful trading card. It is an authentic piece of the suit I wore when I took that now-famous mugshot, and it was a great suit. Believe me, a really good suit. It's all cut up, and you're gonna get a piece of it. I'll be autographing some of them. A true collector's item. This is something to give to your family, to your kids, and your grandchildren. With the purchase of 47 of the Trump digital trading cards, you will also be invited to join me for a gala dinner at my beautiful Mar-a-Lago, my home in Florida. You've perhaps heard of it. It's become a pretty famous place. <laughs> we just had our first dinner for my collectors, and we had a lot of fun together. That was Okay, so evening. just in case you're just waking up from coma, this is real life. Yeah. You, you're not dreaming. This is real life. Former <laughs> President of the United States, his second round of playing cards, the mugshot edition, where he has cut up his indictment suit, and you'll get a little piece of it. What are we doing? What are we doing? Hey, and you wonder why we talk about Trump. Dave, if you buy 47 of them at $99.99, you get an actual piece of cardboard. And <laughs> they will sell out. They will sell out. They probably already have. So for people who didn't catch that, you for a hundred dollars a card, you're just getting the right to look at the card. Yeah, you don't own. Yeah, you don't own the trading cards. You just have a right to go click a link and look at it. Are they NFTs? Yes. Okay. They're they're digital trading cards, is what they're calling them. But we, I know it was long, and I left it like a lot there when I pulled that audio. But the best parts aren't even in that. The best part is he's like, yeah, I wish I looked as good as I do in those cards. You know, they put muscles where, quite frankly, I don't have them. <laughs> <laughs> And I, Rach, can you for, can you do that when this file? Can you fast forward to the very end? Yeah, give me a second. The very yeah. end. <laughs> I oh almost lost gosh. it when he said the very end. All right, I don't know if, if you have yeah, it. Let's, Go ahead. Let's just oh, the very end. Collect your own exclusive piece of American history, and we'll all have fun together. Have a good life. <laughs> have a good life. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't know what's happening. That's a nice thing to say. I don't know what's happening. Have a good life. I think you should end more lives with have a good life. <laughs> the Basta House, have a good life. I just, I just don't know. Um, it's the cards. It's him. I don't know. In like with military gear or him. I don't know. Just do it like like Malibu Barbie, right? <laughs> Malibu Barbie gets to do all of these things, and that's what Trump gets to do. And, and as he mentioned, they gave me muscles that, believe me, I don't have. <laughs> In places, that's right. They give me muscles in places that, believe me, I don't have. Look, I really <laughs> wish I could just enjoy this. I am I'm, I'm missing out. He's going to be the presidential he's nominee gonna, for Republicans. I think he's going to be the president. Oh, my gosh. I really, truly do. If I had to bet my own $10, I would bet he's the president. Because I think the Democrats are going to screw it up. I think that either Biden's going to run and he's going to fall like a nursing home fall uh, and people are going to be like, oh, well, he broke a hip. He's he's out. Or they're going to try to bring Newsom in and it's not going to be at the right time. I think there's a better chance yeah. he wins than not. I think, too, this is uh, this is dark. But I mean, if Trump wins, not just the president, the nominee, Republican nominee nomination, but the presidential election, he's the president we deserve. We deserve it. As an unserious, stupid people, that's what we get. It's depressing. But that's what we 
built for ourselves. How worried are you if, if Trump is reelected that it's sort of uh, because it could be anything. It could be anything. It, it could be fairly boring. Mm-hmm. It could be kind of like last time. It could be January 6th every week. Like, we don't know. Yeah. Like, but what is your reasonable biggest fear? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I'm worried that on January 6th and during the Trump presidency as a whole, uh, things fell apart, but the center held. Barely, but it held. It held on January 6th. Uh, Mike Pence was a big reason for that. And he deserves credit in that moment for for what he did to not go along with Trump's unconstitutional whim because his ego was bruised and he still wanted to be president and he always gets what he wants. I'm concerned that there will be, if the center itself doesn't break, there will be other cornerstones of our democracy that do break, whether it's the institutions themselves or the cultural fabric by which we as Americans at least agree on certain tenets of individual responsibility, freedom, and democracy, we are torn apart and we cannot agree again on foundational issues. I think that's I think that's well said uh, because you'll hear people say things. Well, they'll say uh, about both sides. You know, if Biden's reelected, that's the end of America. I don't think if Donald Trump is reelected, it's the end of America. But I don't think it's hyperbolic to say it's the end of America as we know it, because it already kind of is. I mean, just playing cards. This is not the America I grew up with. It's already super, super different. More so than I think we realize because of the whole boiling frog theory that, you know, you throw the the frog in a boiling pot of water, ah, that jumps out. But if you do it slowly, it just gets used to it. But I really do think that it could change the nation in such a way that our kids grow up in a very different place. And I think what you just said is is exactly it, where consensus and reaching across the aisle is not just frowned upon. It is just, no, you do not do that. That's not what we do here. We hate each other. We this, we that. Yeah, and I do think, too, it would be that the Republican and the Democratic Party are— irredeemably separate, that there's a chasm between the two that they will not compromise again. And at the same time, the three branches of government that should be separate but equal equal will be mudder, muddled in their powers and in their function as the exact— Which they already are. Which they already are. And I think it might be uh, so muddled, intrinsically intertwined at that point that— the three separate branches of government don't really matter as much as who happens to be in charge of them. I, th- I think the most forgetting like exaggerations of what it could, what could happen from what I'm going to say. I think the biggest worry is with no potential third election. Wh- why wouldn't you just do whatever the hell you want, regardless of what anybody thinks of it? I know we've had presidents do that before, but have we had a president as impulsive as him? Forgetting whether you forget policy, forget whether you agree with that or not. How many presidents have been that impulsive where a whim and they're like, oh, I'm picking a fight or I'm going to do this because I just decided I want to do this now as opposed to long thought out, planned out things. 
I don't know that we've have a have had a president as impulsive. We've had a president who has disregarded the Constitution and individual rights um, in Woodrow Wilson. It's going way back. But Woodrow Wilson uh, set a precedent where he would imprison. He literally imprisoned uh, political opponents and enemies. Right. And the Sedition Acts and all of that. So he he trampled a lot of the constitutional processes. But as far as being utterly petty and capricious and just um, moves with his own emotions of that, not just that day, but that moment. I, I think it's no one's been like Trump. Again, with the, the the boiling frog theory, had I said this 10 years ago, you would have just smacked me in the face. But um, I'm still on the game card thing, the playing card thing that there's I can't think of a single human being uh in or out of politics, who I like enough, who I trust enough, who I believe in enough, and there are a lot of people who fit that description, who I would support, who if they put out their own playing cards and was raffling off a piece of their suit there, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's that's a deal breaker for me. That's a deal breaker for me. I don't need you to be the most serious statesman and Abraham Lincoln. I need you to not have playing cards. Yeah. Is that am I overreacting? No, I, I feel mean, free to tell me if I am. You're not overreacting, but the cat's out of the bag. It's not as if President Biden conducts himself with like the most decorum on the planet either. They've fully embraced like the dark Brandon memes yeah. yep. to the point where I think the White House has officially retweeted that. That goes in the National Archives. I mean, to me, that's also True. stooping below the office. True. For sure. Fair. I just feel like we're never going to get what what it is that you're wanting. We're never going to get that back. Makes me sad. It It's so weird because, again, my life has been spent covering sports. And if, like, a Hall of Fame football or baseball player did that and, like, did the commercial like we just saw there and did all – people would mock them forever. I mean, yeah, there would be people that would buy them because the hardcore fans are hardcore fans, but people would make fun of them forever for doing that. Yeah. Uh, when we come back, let's talk some sports. Guys, DGS 150. So, uh, as a casual hockey fan who doesn't know X's and O's, it seemed like this was a matter of time. Uh, coach has been uh, fired. I listened to, uh, to Tommy on with uh, hockey guy Strickland. Oh, Andy Strickland. Yep, yep. Great, great yep. interview. Uh, we need to get that guy on more often. And uh, talking about what a kind man he was, how you can't fire the team, how the uh, the roster that Armstrong's put together doesn't really mesh with the way that uh, that the coach coaches. What are your guys' thoughts? You go first. You covered him in the cup. Yeah. Well, uh, well, when when Barubi came in, and hockey coaches in the NHL, they cycle through coaches pretty darn quickly. Uh, you know, Yo Mike Yo was the coach. After Ken Hitchcock, things went south. You know, I lose the locker room. Things went south with Ken Hitchcock. So you bring in Mike Yo. He has some moderate success, but then they find themselves in the 2018-2019 season in last place in the NHL. 
And Mike Yo, it got ugly. He was calling out players by name in press conferences, in post-game press conferences. That's never great. That's never great when the coach is saying, yeah, Alex Petrangelo, blah, 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 so far. You know, and I would name players and criticize their play and say they weren't giving in the effort. And it was shortly after he did that that he was fired. You bring in Craig Berube, and I made this comparison at the time, which is actually kind of funny. Uh, if you had Jimmy Carter, you know, in the great Malay's speech and how uh, the America is going in the wrong direction, that was literally Mike Yo. It was down. He was down. Every speech he gave was down. The team was down. Then Craig Berube came in, and because he's the new guy, he was the Ronald Reagan saying, don't let anyone ever tell you that this team isn't great. We're a great team. We can do it. You had some extraordinary performances by Jordan Bennington. You have Ryan O'Reilly turning his year around. Pat Maroon played like a maniac. They win the cup. It's a tight team that has the buy-in and the experience, the shared experience of going from last place to first place. The Blues had a window to win the Stanley Cup, and COVID shut it. Sometimes you win a cup and then it's over because you got to disband the team because contracts are up. That wasn't the Blues. The Blues had a window. It was small. COVID ruined it. Now you have a team where I think there are six guys, six guys on this entire team who were there in 2019, and some of them were young, like Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas. The leadership is gone. Jordan Bennington has kind of leveled out a little bit of his play. He's not the guy that he was between January and June of 2019. And I don't I like Craig Bruby. And if the team wasn't playing well, I know ultimately it's got to go on the coach. I don't think it's his fault. I, I like Craig Bruby. I just think it's a totally different team, a totally different makeup. And they it wasn't just that, oh, they're not a good team. They weren't playing well. I mean, they looked awful. They had one of the worst power plays in the league. Yeah. They would When they lost, they Is lost Is Armstrong bad. untouchable? The, like if they said, it, oh, it, we're going to keep Mar- Marmel, but we're going to get rid of Mazalik. Yeah, He shouldn't be because all the roster moves are his. He's the one that chose to bring in Justin Falk and pay Colton Pareko and not keep Alex Petrangelo. Or at least do that, try to do that first and then deal with anything else. And it's not all on one person. It's not Army's fault. It's not Baruby's fault. But if this roster doesn't fit the coach, that's on the front office. Because they knew they had this coach. And if you're going to put a roster in front of him that doesn't work with him, that's on you. That's not on the coach. He proved that his style can win. And when I'm hearing players like Tori Krug and Marco Scandella and others after game saying, we just didn't have enough buy-in. We weren't paying the price. Mm. Kiss my butt. The, the least amount of thing that any professional athlete owes is max effort. Mm-hmm. You can't be max effort every game all the time. But how many games have we heard it this year where like, we just didn't want it enough? Well, guess what? That's on you. And that's an indictment of the roster that's been put together. I don't want to hear about the coach not motivating or it not being a fit. You need to play hockey. You're being paid a lot of money as a veteran player to play well. Tori Krug makes $7 million a year because he's supposed to be good. You get paid because you're supposed to be good based on what you've already done. And I'm not picking on him. He just said the words last night about we didn't want to pay the price. And I don't understand at all. This is the NHL, by the way, and Amy's right. This is what happens. Front office screws up. You put together a bad team. The coach gets fired because every team is is capped out. Nobody Mm -hmm. can take your players. You couldn't sell this team off if you wanted to. And that's where they're stuck. This is going to be 
at least two or three years of being bad mm. because you can't fix it fast in the mm-hmm. NHL. It's not possible. The only thing you can do is wait for contracts to expire so you have cap space. And that means you're just going to be this. This is what you're going to be for the next two or three years. And what I can't take is hearing from players that it's, you would never hear that kind of thing on a regular basis. You hear it occasionally back in the day. You'd never hear that sentence from David Backus. I mean, again, not, at least not regularly. He might say it after a bad game and be like, yeah, we didn't buy in enough tonight. We didn't work hard enough tonight. That's almost every other game for this Blues team yeah. right now. When is Jordan Kyrou going to figure out that it's a 200-foot game? It's not the coach's fault if you can't fit in. Play harder. We'll skate harder. Do the things that every player can do. They can't all score 37 goals like he did last year. That's a rare, that's a rare skill. But everybody can contribute every time they're on the ice and try harder. I think of some of the players the Blues got rid of. Now, I know Tage Thompson's doing great this year, but Tage Thompson, Patrick Berglund, over the years, to get to that 2019 roster, they got rid of big guys that weren't playing hard. And the Blues, it took 27 of 28 possible games in the postseason to win the Stanley Cup because they just threw their weight around. And their their strategy was... We will wear you out before we wear out. Good analysis. Thank you. I appreciate that. And if Jordan Bennington hadn't played like one of the top five or six Mm -hmm. goalies in the league so far, they'd be seven games worse than they are. He has kept them better. This team has one, maybe two players that care enough. That's it. 